Hi, this is Guy Kawasaki. Hi, this is Gideon Shelwick here. My name is Farnoosh Brock. And you're listening to Learning with Leslie. Learning with Leslie. This is Learning with Leslie. 888-835-2414. This is Learning with Leslie. Welcome to another episode of Learning with Leslie, the podcast where you learn, I learn, we all learn about how to build an online business with an authority blog. No, I'm not talking about one of those blogs that will fall by the wayside when Google has a mood swing. I am talking about one that will thrive no matter what gets thrown at it. I'm your host, Leslie Samuel, the authority blogger from learningwithleslie.com. And I have another exciting interview for you today. I'm loving these interviews. I'm on the line with Joe Bunton. Mastering the art of writing is what he does, what he tries to develop in each of his readers. He's a professional writer, ghostwriter, and an editor himself. Offers a a 15-minute writing exercise at the end of each blog post. His relatively new blog at therightpractice.com has gained much popularity in a short period of time. One of the main things he has done is to use his blog to market his editing and ghostwriting services and has recently quit his job to do it full time. My goal for today is to figure out how we can all grow successful blogs to market our services. That's what we're going to talk about today. Joe, thank you so much for joining me on the call today. How are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you? I am doing just fine. I am glad to have you on here. And I know we have a lot to talk about, so we're going to just dive right in. Cool. All right. So I I check out your blog at therightpractice.com. And, you know, let let me spell that just in case uh, somebody might be confused with the right practice is T-H-E-W-R-I-T-E practice.com so the right Mm -hmm. practice like you're writing something um so i checked it out and i saw that you had a few interesting things going on there and one of the articles that you wrote recently was entitled why creatives need to criticize each other more and that just stood out at (laughs) it jumped out at me i saw you had a (laughs) a, a, over a hundred and a hundred comments there so it's something that resonated with your audience can you tell me a little bit about what you were trying to get across with that post sure yeah um so you know they've been doing these studies about brainstorming for a lot of years and, Mm -hmm. and we all know what brainstorming is it's this idea that if you sit down with a team of people and you just come up with all these ideas, uh, you know, you'll, you'll make these amazing products and have these amazing ideas and uh, solve, you know, the world problems, right? <laughs> uh-huh. um, but the studies that they've been doing say that, you know, brainstorming doesn't actually work. That if uh, one person went into a room with a notepad, they would come up with more ideas quantity-wise and Mm quality-wise, than a team of people all coming up with ideas together. Um, And, you know, there's another study that's been done recently by this Berkeley professor um, that is kind of the brainstorming plus. And he's figured out a way to actually make brainstorming useful. So rather than 
you know, have a team that comes up with ideas just as many as they could. Um, he says uh, you should debate with each other. So mm-hmm. the team, rather than just throwing out random ideas, they should criticize each other's ideas okay. and give each other feedback. And, and actually, this ends up coming up with more ideas than an individual could come up with. So debate and criticism actually makes us more creative, even though it's not as pleasant. Gotcha. Now, as a, as a blogger, what, what does that mean to me? I mean, when I'm coming up with titles for my blog post, uh, should I go in a, a debate room and you know, get a, a few people <laughs> together and, 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 and discuss it that way? What, what does that mean for me as a blogger? That's a great question. I think one thing it means for you is that you shouldn't be too afraid to be a little bit, um, I don't know, critical of, of the other ideas and other bloggers. Okay. Uh, you shouldn't be afraid to disagree or to say negative things. Gotcha. Um, or even to argue a little bit, not too much, but with your commenters. You know, I think uh, one of the things that came up in the comments is that people get so invigorated by disagreeing with people's blogs. Uh-huh. And that, that actually makes them think harder. It makes them com- write better comments. Um, and that kind of back and forth, uh, even if it's kind of angry and unpleasant, it actually is really exciting and can be really creative. And, you know, on the other end of that, you can think about not being the one giving the criticism, but also being the one that's receiving the criticism. Because, you know, we, we, we publish yeah. blog posts and people come by and they say, oh, this was great. This was awesome. And we feel all happy and warm and fuzzy <laughs> on the inside. Um, and then someone comes along and gives a real critical analysis of what you've done. And sometimes that kind of puts us down. But what I've seen sure. is that really sometimes that's the most valuable insight you can get into your business. Absolutely, yeah. We need that critical feedback. We need people to disagree with us. And we need to, you know, rather than getting our feelings hurt, um, which is probably inevitable, but we can take that energy uh, and create something new and make something better. Definitely. When, when I think about the people that influence what I do the most today, um, most of them are the ones that have given me the most negative comments about what I right. about what I do. But that helps me to grow. And you know, I, I when I saw that uh, title of that blog post, it really stu- stuck out in my mind because it, I, I really started to think, really, that is what it's about. It's not about oh, everything is great. No, everything isn't great. If everything is great, <laughs> then then something's wrong. <laughs> yeah, there's always yeah. room for improvement. So. Sure. That's awesome! Awesome. Another thing that I noticed that you did on your that you do on your blog, uh, which is pretty interesting, is once a week you talk about rest. Mm-hmm. What is that about? Yeah, so you know we blog. I blog every day on the right practice, um, and wait, wait, wait! Every single day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Seven days a week. Seven days a week. <laughs> oh wow! Okay, continue. So. Um, I, I think, you know, in our culture, we're, we're very obsessed with work uh-huh. and with productivity. Um, and, and especially writers, because a lot of writers, they're weekend warriors, you know, they're writing on the weekends, they're writing at night, they're writing in those kind of scraps of time on, on top of their day jobs. Uh-huh. Um, and it, it can be exhausting, you mm-hmm. know? 
And, uh, but we keep pushing through and we keep trying to, you know, get that book done. Um, and, and I think my, one of the things that I've learned is, um, that rest makes you more creative, that by turning off your computer for 24 hours and stepping away, um, from work, uh, you can actually come back to work and be more productive. Um, so you know, one day a week, I don't check my email. One day a week, I stop uh, blogging. Um, I still post. I write the post in advance, like Saturday night. Gotcha. And then uh, it goes live on Sunday, and, and I don't have to worry about it. Uh, but it's, it's really made me a better writer. It's uh-huh. made me a better person. Um, and, you know, if you're just focused on productivity all the time, then life becomes pretty meaningless. Well, why does it why does it make you a, a better writer? Why does it make you better at what you're doing to take that act, that break? And that that's also something that I've noticed, but why do you think that is? Yeah, I think I think one thing about creativity is that creativity comes from connections. Mm-hmm. And if you're not awake, if you're not aware, if you're not um, fully present in the moment, it's really hard to be creative. And if you focus on work, you know, seven days a week, 24-7, you become just a, this kind of machine. Yeah. And you stop seeing and you stop being able to make those connections. So by unplugging, by, you know, spending time with people, uh-huh. by taking a walk and seeing nature, um, you you hopefully the scales fall from your eyes and and you kind of are able to make those connections uh, that make you, you know, better at what you do. Awesome. Awesome. All right. Let's talk about how you got to doing what you're doing today, Uh, because this is a blog, therightpractice.com, that you started in July of 2011. So it's not a year old as yet. Um, mm-hmm. But you've been able to accomplish a lot with it. Can you? Well, first mm-hmm. of all, wh- what make you? What made you decide to get into blogging in the first place? Yeah, I've been blogging for five years. Oh, um, so the right practice, you know, wasn't my first attempt at blogging. Okay, um, I've been doing it for a while, but you know, my other blogs were personal blogs, or they were you know for other things. They weren't business blogs. Okay. So this was my first experiment in trying to build a business um, with, you know, with a blog. Now, I'm, curi- I'm curious, what made you, you know, you've been blogging for so long. Uh, what made you think that, okay, maybe this is something that I could make money from? What, what were the, some of the indications that that, should, that is something that you should pursue? That's a good question. Um, I think probably, you know... Reading copy blogger and, <laughs> yeah, and do pro it. blogger and all those other blogs that talk about business and how you can make money. I mean, I've been reading that stuff since I started blogging, gotcha. just to get better. And and I just realized, oh, I could do this too. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. Okay, so you started the rightpractice dot com, uh-huh. and and what were you doing in the beginning to kind of get things going? Um, you know, before I started it, I reached out to a bunch of friends Okay, and I told them my idea and I asked them to get involved. I think, um, there are two things that are, are really important for bloggers. Uh, one is connection to real people. (laughs) (laughs) 
like we we think we can have these internet connections but unless you kind of create real life connections either in face face to face or over the phone Mm -hmm. um you you really you aren't influencing you know you aren't um you're not going to have the engagement and impact that you could have if you were actually creating real relationships Mm -hmm. you know okay um and the other thing uh was that I think multi-author blogs or or a blog that isn't just you um, mm-hmm. can be really powerful. Okay, uh, blogs that um, that have you know multiple personalities on them that have multiple people feeding into them. One, they're a lot less work, uh-huh. and two, they they uh, they can reach more people. I think. Okay, and is that the way you started? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, kind of. <laughs> when I first started, everyone that I thought was, you know, on my side and, and was going to help me, they all bailed on me. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like the difference between like the the idea and how it actually happens, uh-huh. you know. So, you know, I figured out how to get a, a couple people kind of involved, and I just kind of included them as much as they wanted to be included. Um, and so, yeah, I have a couple of people that submit regularly and, um, and it's growing. Gotcha. Well, now, you know, let me, let me ask this question because this is something that I've just started doing. I, I also have a biology blog and, yeah. um, one of the things that I just started doing is bringing on other writers. And as of like two weeks ago, um, I, I hired, uh, I don't even know how, I think six or seven different writers and they've wow. been, they've been writing for the site. I, a, a new post every day is going up on the site, and it's been really great. Mm-hmm. Um, but you said when you started, the people that were blogging or, or that w- were going to start with you bailed on you. <laughs> um, but now I, I can imagine you have people that have been writing maybe for a little while. Um, what's the difference between those people that are ba- the situation where you have people bailing on you um, versus now when you have people writing regularly? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a really good question. I think part of it is that, you know, some people are all about ideas uh-huh. and they're really excited to talk about ideas, but they're not so good at coming through, you know? Gotcha. So I think it was me not understanding their personality. Uh-huh. Um, and two, you know, it's it's hard to start something with people. Uh-huh. I think, you know, I really needed to create something on my own and get a track record. Uh-huh before other people could get it gotcha. and kind of join with me on that. Gotcha. Um, so maybe for people who are just starting out uh, but want to create a blog with multiple contributors, um, just start writing stuff and just start getting, you know, creating the framework um, that other people can eventually join. Gotcha. And, and that makes a lot of sense. That's kind of what I did with mine. And it has it, it has worked very well doing it that way. Um, mm-hmm. And right now, I don't have any problems with the writers. They're doing a great job. So I think that that is also that is a very um, significant point. Even if your goal is to have a multi-author uh, blog, maybe it's good at times to start with just you um, building the reputation of that blog. Um, yeah. So you 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 you've grown the blog quickly. What were some of the things that you did to get 
traffic to your blog because that's that's a hot topic. Everybody wants mm-hmm. to know. I have this great website. It has the best features in the world. The content is to die for. At least we think <laughs> that's the case. But nobody is checking it out. What did you do to get people to check out your blog? That's a great question. Yeah, I think, I mean, what what most people say is guest posting. Okay. And I think that's super important. You know, if you guest post on, I, I went through a month where I tried to write a guest post every day. Oh, wow. For, yeah. Man, and it's super hard. It's so difficult <laughs> writing all those guest posts. I, I, you know, was going crazy. My wife was so worried about me. <laughs> it's like super scary. So um, you don't have to do that, but, you know, guest posting will really help. But uh-huh. I think, too, just creating a kind of relationships and even alliances uh-huh. with other bloggers in your niche mm-hmm. um, is really, really helpful. So when I started, I... Um, one of my best friends also blogs in in this kind of in this niche, uh-huh. and I was kind of nervous that you know starting a blog in the same niche was going to create this Tension. competitive yeah. thing. Yeah, and it's actually done the opposite. Um, we you know kind of together we both have different emphases in our niche, uh-huh. and. We, we are able to add so much more value to each other and to the community that we serve um, to our audiences by, by helping each other. So I wouldn't look at the other writers in your niche as competitors. I would look at, look at them as potential um, allies. You know, that, that, that's, that's one of the things that I love about this internet marketing thing because you think, man, there's so many people doing what I want to do or, or, you know, how can I stand out from the competition? And, 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 and those are all valid concerns. But one of the things I love about it is that there's this type of a cooperative um, aspect to it where you, you can help each other. Even someone that uh, would be normally considered your competitor, you guys can work with each other to help build each other even even faster. Now, yeah. I, I, I see that you're into, well, it's obvious that you were very much into guest posting and you did a significant amount of that. And I see that you've been featured even on blogs like ProBlogger, which mm-hmm. you know is one of the biggest ones in 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 this whole teaching people how to blog type of a a, a niche. How how do you go about getting these guest posts when you're relatively new to the industry? Um, you you may not have the best connections in the world. How did you go about doing it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I I started really small. Okay. So I I went to all my friends who are bloggers and I asked, Hey, can I guest post on your site? Um, and it was just a really good way for me to ease into it. I knew they weren't going to be super critical. Uh-huh. Um, I knew, you know, it would help me a little bit with SEO and with a few readers. Uh-huh. Um, but really, I just wanted to kind of get into it a little bit. Um, and so, you know, I would do everything that you do when you're trying to land a guest post. So uh-huh. you have to go read their blog and read five or ten posts uh-huh. until you get an idea of their style and what they talk about. Um, and then write something. So you, it's kind of torn about what you're supposed to do, whether you should, you know, pitch a, an idea uh-huh. or whether you should just write the post. Uh-huh. 
Um, I started out just writing the post. Uh-huh. Now I kind of pitch an idea. Both work. Um, it's kind of up to you. And do you think now that's because, well, you've now established a relationship with that person so you don't have to show them as much up front? Yeah, I think it's partially that. Um, it's partially because I receive a lot of guest posts right now and I don't really like to read them all if I don't know if I'm going <laughs> to take it. You know? Yeah, 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 yeah. So uh, it's partially my own laziness, I guess. <laughs> I see, I see. So, you know, in, in terms of making it very practical, yes, okay, mm-hmm. so you go and you check out their, their site, you see what types of things that uh, they, they have, uh, what types of posts they have on their site so that you know that what you're doing is congruent with what they're looking for. But still, with a blog like problogger.net, um, if I go there and I check out the posts, if, if I'm just starting, I check out the posts that he has and then I you know, send a message saying, I want a guest post, I don't know how likely it would be for just the average person to get a post on there. So mm-hmm. what, what, what specific tips can you give me or someone that's new that wants to do that to get on blogs like that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so there, there are kind of, there are some blogs that are harder, you know, some big blogs that are harder to get on than others. Uh-huh. So, you know, two good examples, ProBlogger and CopyBlogger. Yeah. ProBlogger is actually really easy to post for. Oh, really? They post three times a day. Um, they need a ton of fresh content. They yeah. have, you know, one person that's just kind of focused on answering guest posts and, you know, setting them all up. Okay. Um, so they're actually, you know, if you want to get into the blogging about blogging niche, uh-huh. like ProBlogger would be a good place to start. And I know there are other blogs like that in, in other niches that are just huge, but they need a ton of content gotcha. to keep up um, what they're doing. But there are also other there are blogs like Copy Blogger um, that are a lot harder to break into. Uh-huh. They have you know just a few people that um, produce content for them regularly, uh-huh. and if you're not on that list, it's really difficult to to post for them. Um, so it's it's kind of finding the the blogs that are you know more into guest posting, uh-huh. you know, and I, just, and and I guess it's finding those that are easier to get into. Um, like if if for example, Pro Blogger is easier to get into, um, you can try get into that and then use that as leverage to say, hey, I've written for Pro Blogger. Um, would you consider me for writing on your blog? Exactly. Yeah, you have to kind of. Keep upgrading, and that's why I say start with your friends. Yeah, because it it shows that you have a track record, even though it's kind of small for um, posting for other people. Awesome, awesome. Okay, so let's get into um, something specific in terms of um, how to market uh, your your services using your blog, because that's something that you've done. You started this blog. Now, when you started this blog, was your main goal to market your your editing services? No, actually, it wasn't at all. I kind of stumbled into it. I'm not. Um, I hadn't. I wasn't an editor when I started the right practice, and oh. I didn't really know anything about it. <laughs> okay. And yeah. wait, wait. So, w- why did you start the right practice then? What was your motivation to start it? If editing and uh, editing and ghostwriting services were not what you were doing, what what was the concept behind it at the time? Sure. Yeah. I think, uh, you know, I write about writing, creative writing. Okay. Um, and so it's, 
it's more artistic and you know it's an art form gotcha. and i think sometimes this sounds kind of sleazy but sometimes you make more money um teaching an art than you do doing the art uh-huh. um there's more opportunity for uh-huh. that uh-huh. cuz there's so much competition you okay. know so I started the right practice kind of just to teach writing because I figured, you know, I want to be professor maybe someday or uh-huh. I want to teach writing at high school or university and uh, I'll just start right now with the blog. I don't need to get a PhD to do that. Oh, okay. Um, and uh, and it, it wasn't until I realized, you know, six months, maybe four months into it, I realized that my writer, my my community really needed editors. They really needed editing services. Okay, um, and that's when I started thinking maybe I should learn how to do this because they <laughs> they need it. <laughs> and how, how did you? What were some of the indications that that was something that they needed? I mean, were they coming and saying, "Hey, I really need editing services. Can you start that for me, please?" Like, what what made you think that's the case? That was the case. Yeah, I mean, actually, someone, a couple people just emailed me out of the blue saying, listen, will you edit my book? And I'm like, what? Are you crazy? I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so, I mean, I just interacted with people on the comments. And gotcha. I, 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 like I said, I tried to create relationships. Uh-huh. I called my commenters oh, on wow. the phone and uh, got to know them and got to know what they needed. Um, and... I emailed them and, you know, if they were in my area, I met with them face to face. Nice. Yeah. So you, you just have to create relationships. You have to know people. Gotcha. You know, that, there's something people. significant about that because, you know, I've met a lot of people online since I started. Um, but the few people that I've met in person from, uh, from what I do online it has really solidified that bond and yeah. that connection that you have with them. Um, and there are, there are a few that I can think of in my mind that that is definitely the case. And, and I think a lot of times we underestimate that. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I really like internet relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think they start to become like real relationships until you start having real life interactions. Gotcha, gotcha. All right, so I, I am in a position where I have a certain service that I offer. It may not be editing, it may be web design, it may be mm-hmm. um, uh, 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 something else, whatever it is. Um, and I want to use my blog, or I want to use a blog to, first of all, build my authority and then offer these services. Um, what are some of the tips? What are some of the practical things that you would recommend for me to do? Right. Yeah. So I think one thing that a lot of people do um, when they are in, when they have a service to provide is they start talking about how to do their service. Okay. So if I were starting, you know, the right practice all over again, and I was an editor focused on editing, one thing I might do is just start writing about editing and what you need to do with editing and, and how to do that. And I don't think that would work very well okay. um, because the people that want to, that need editors are not necessarily going out to learn, learn about how about, to edit. Gotcha. You know, so sometimes it works. I think it's, it's overdone, okay. I guess. Okay. Um, so, 
what, I mean, I guess when you're thinking about how to build a platform, how to start a platform from scratch, if you're just starting tomorrow, um, what are the kinds of people you should be asking yourself, what, for the kinds of people that are going to need my services, what will they want to read about? Um, and I don't really know how I would answer that in your, in my niche or in your niche. Uh-huh. Um, but for writing, they, the writers wanted to come in and talk about writing. They wanted to do writing prompts, really. Okay. <laughs> and I gave them a place to do writing prompts, and, and they didn't want to talk about editing. Uh-huh. They don't, I mean, every time I write about editing, the post fails. Like, <laughs> no one likes it. <laughs> but they need editors, and they know they need editors. Um, because they hate it so much. Okay, so, so I think, I think a, a significant. I, I just want to pull that out there because uh, maybe somebody might just glance over that and not really notice the significance of it. But in that, it sounds like it is extremely important for you to know exactly who your target audience mm-hmm. is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you know if if you don't know who your target audience is then you don't know what they need, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I kind of did it backwards, and I think that's easier. Um, You just build something. You start throwing some stuff out there. You put content up, um, and you see who shows up, and then you get to know them. Uh Then you find out what they need, Mm. and then you learn how to do what they need. Yeah. You know? It can be a lot harder to go from, you know, straight on. So you, you figure out, you know, what you can do and then try to build a platform around that. Uh-huh. I, think, I think that's doable, but it's, it's harder, you know. So instead, you write, a, you write about a passion uh-huh. and uh, you put stuff up there and you see who comes and you, you get to know them. And and one of the things that emphasizes in, in my mind is that you don't have to know the end from the beginning. You don't have to know exactly. I mean, it's great if you know who that target audience is and you're attracting that target audience and you're doing a great job with that. But if you don't know, sometimes it just takes a while for you to figure that out. And as I think about what I've done online, that has evolved over time. So, so that, that, that's definitely a very interesting um, uh, thing. So, so for, for, the, for the kinds of people that will need your service, what do they want want to learn about and then you start making content for that person all right so what's another tip that you would give to someone that wants to market a service online using their blog yeah i mean i think i think a lot of times we think about um, blogs and internet marketing in terms of products Uh uh-huh what product we can create you know whether it's an ebook or a course or something like that where we can create a product and then just earn passive income. Uh-huh. And that's great, you know. I think that's a great business model. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to do that. I think you should be trying to do that. Um, and creating products is really good. But it's also really hard and it takes a lot of time. Okay. Um, and, and products can fail and you can put all this energy into it and, you know, no one wants it, right? Uh-huh. So I think a good middle place is really to focus on this this idea of creating services. So okay. offering services rather than products. Okay. Um, especially when you're first starting out and you know you don't have a ton of expertise, or even if you do have a ton of expertise, but you haven't created a product yet, um, 
you know, trying to get clients through your blog um, can can create that kind of authority uh, that you need to get to the product place. And and before we started the the interview, one of the things that you were telling me is that you can actually use your services to create a product. How yeah. do you, how do you go about doing that? What do you mean by that? Yeah, I mean one thing you can do is you can uh, you can have uh, you can start consulting with people. Okay. So you you know, I mean by by creating that relationship, it's all about relationship. By creating a relationship with something, someone, uh-huh. you again, you learn what they need. You learn uh, what they need to know to be successful. Okay. And then you learn how to make them successful. Mm. Um, so you can record your conversations with them, obviously mm. with their permission, yeah. and, and transcribe that and create a product out of you know, that transcription, um, an ebook or a, a report or something. Um, you can, you know, create a worksheet for them to follow through the week. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, then then you eventually kind of tweak that with other clients until it's really good. And then you sell it. Um, so there's lots of things you can do. The key is, you know, figuring out what real people need. Um, and once you understand what real people need, you can create something, a product around that. You know, that's a very good idea. And it, it's something that I've toyed around with doing in the past. I did some coaching calls and I recorded them and I intended <laughs> I intended to make that into a product. And mm. it never kind of came around just because I got busy with other stuff. But it, it, that is a relatively easy product to make. Yeah. When you're, yeah. If you're already offering the service, you, you, may, you may consider offering it at a little discount if they give you permission to use that to create a product. Sure, sure. And yeah, for you, Leslie, I mean, just go send it to a transcriber. Yeah. You know, send those. That way you don't have to deal with it. And, uh, and you get all that text and, and make a book, an ebook out of it. Oh, I, I already, I actually, I, when I did it, I had someone working for me that transcribed them already, but I just uh-huh. never put it all together. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, and I've done a number of other products since then, so I've, yeah, I'm nice. not even worried about it. But uh, that is, that is a, a great and relatively easy way to create a product. Yeah. So did you start with a product first or did you? I, I started by services? just building an audience. Mm-hmm. Um, and since then, uh, figuring out what my audience needs, just kind mm-hmm. of like what you're talking about now, um, I've since then added products to the mix. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah and, totally. and I think that's a great way to go. And you can go the other way. Um, but this is the way that I did it. It sounds like it's the way that you did it. So mm-hmm. um, find what works for you and then work it. <laughs> right. Totally. I think you create better products mm. once you have an audience. Yeah. 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 Because you know, you can create something that you think people need. Um, and a lot of times you find out that they don't actually need that. You just think they need it, right? Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> and and the, the best type of product to make is, is a product that's based on actual data that you get from your audience. <laughs> yeah, uh, totally. Awesome. Any final words of advice you would give to anyone that's just trying to get this whole blogging thing going? Um, maybe to market a service, maybe even to market a product. Any last words of wisdom you'd like to give them? Oh, good question. Um, one thing that was really helpful for me when I 
when I started the right practices is that I wanted to create something that I didn't have to do. Mm. Um, so I, I didn't call it joebunting.com yeah, you yeah. Know, on purpose uh-huh. because I didn't want it to be um, personality driven. Okay. I wanted it to be a business. Gotcha. So the difference between a business and um, you know a personality business is that you know I could sell this, someone else could do it. Uh-huh. Um, I could go on vacation for three months and put someone else in charge, um, and and it would be it would be okay. Yeah. It might not be as good, but it would be okay. Yeah. And then I could come back to it. Mm-hmm. Um, so. When you're when you're thinking about creating your platform, your business, um, think about not making it revolve around you. You know that's a that's a very uh, interesting point because when I started my biology site, it was at lesliesamuel.com. Yeah, uh, and then I started thinking about just that. Hey, what if I want to make it bigger than me? What if I want to bring other people, like kind of what I'm doing now? Yeah. Um, and I went through that process in my mind, and eventually I said, you know what? I need to change the name. Let me make it something that's more relevant to what the business will be about, and that's what I ended up doing. Totally. Definitely. So, hey, if someone wants to check you out, see what you're doing, um, where would you recommend for them to go? Uh, yeah, just go to therightpractice.com. Therightpractice.com. And what will they get there exactly? Uh, they'll get a post a day. <laughs> <laughs> a post uh, a day. You'll get, you'll get practical um, advice and a chance to practice what you just learned. Awesome. So, hey, guys, um, I want to invite you to head on over to therightpractice.com and, and check out what Joe is doing over there. Joe, thank you so much for joining me on the call today. Thank you, Leslie. You are very much welcome. Hey, guys, I want to let you know, as usual, this program is brought to you by becomeablogger.com. Head on over there and check out our 10 free videos that will show you exactly how to set your blog up to start this process that we've been talking about. A lot of people have been finding a lot of value in it. We're doing some awesome things over there. The community is growing and we're having fun interacting with each other. I encourage you to check it out. Becomeablogger.com. That's really all I have to talk about in this episode. Hey, if you are enjoying these episodes, this podcast, you're getting value from it, head on over to iTunes. And I have an easy URL for you to remember, lesslieoniTunes.com. Head on over there and leave some feedback. Let people know what you think about what's going on. So that's it. This is Leslie Samuels, the authority blogger from learningwithleslie.com. That's all for this episode. Until next time, take care and God bless. Three, four.